Hello, everyone. I'm Jerry Savelle. Thank you for joining me today. And I pray that as you watch the broadcast, something that is going to be said is going to minister to you in a very powerful way. The Word of God has the ability, as Brother Copeland says, one word from God can change your life. And I'm believing that that's going to happen to you today. Listen for that one word that will change your life. Now, I'm going to take you into a very special meeting that we had here at our church, uh, Heritage of Faith Christian Center, Crowley, Texas. And by the way, if you're ever in our area, come and join us. We'd love to have you. We have a Christian motorcycle ministry that I formed over 20 years ago called Chariots of Light Christian Bikers. And every year we bring our presidents and area leaders together for a special rally and a time of, of uh, teaching and preparing them for uh, the coming new year and challenging them to begin to believe God for more and more souls. You know, over the last 20 some odd years, Chariots of Light, our Christian biker ministry, has won over 250,000 people to Christ, and that's one-on-one -on -one evangelism. So once again, uh, we're taking you into the meeting where I had the privilege of sharing the Word of God with these presidents and area leaders and others as well. Some of our other membership came, and uh, some of our church members were there, and it was such a powerful service that I wanted to take you into it and make you a part of it. We're talking about God's glory has no limits. No limits. The glory of God is the manifested presence of God, the manifested power of God, and the manifested goodness of God. God wants you to not only experience His glory, but He wants you to become a vessel of His glory. He wants other people to see His presence, His power, and His goodness in and through you. So this will be a very important message for you to watch today. So watch it now. And then at the close, I'll be back with some important messages. So watch and I'll be back shortly. Open your Bibles, if you will, first of all, to Isaiah chapter 60 once again. Our theme this year is His glory is upon us. Say it with me. His glory is upon us. Say it this way. His glory is upon me. Point to yourself. His glory is upon me. Praise God. That's an awesome statement. It's an awesome truth. And praise God, what an what a awesome privilege it is to live on this planet in the times in which we live, knowing that the glory of the Lord is upon our lives, representing His presence, His power, and His goodness. So Isaiah chapter 60, once again, we've read it earlier today. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Notice, people will see it, the glory. Now, if you ask most Christians today, what is the glory? What is the glory? You'd be amazed at the number of answers you would get, and some of them would not line up with God's Word at all. You know, we see examples of the glory all over the Bible, and sometimes it comes in the form of smoke, sometimes it comes in the form of lightning and thunder and, and uh, various different things, but I don't think that's what he's talking about. He's not saying you're going to be walking around in this dark world, and lightning will emanate from you, and smoke will come off of you. 
It's not likely to happen. I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but it's not likely to happen. So what is he saying? The glory shall be seen upon thee. So what he's referring to, if you study your Bible closely, it's the manifested presence, manifested power, and manifested goodness of God. That's what people will see. That's what people need to see. And notice they see it in times of great darkness. That's when they need to see it the most. And I don't know about you, but I believe that is a a description of the world we live in today. It's dark out there. It's getting darker by the moment. And people need to see something that represents a solution, an answer. Amen. And the glory of the Lord on us. The Bible says it will be seen. And notice in verse 3, and the Gentiles or the non-believers shall come to thy light. So the glory of the Lord on our lives will act as a magnet. It will draw people to us. Can you say amen? Amen. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Notice Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16, let your light so shine among men. That's what Chariots of Light is all about. We're letting our lights shine. When the Lord impressed upon me uh, a number of years ago, back in 1998, to form this ministry, uh, Chariots of Light, I was flying back from California, sitting in the back of my airplane and just uh, relaxing, enjoying getting to come home. And the Lord began to impress upon me that he wanted me to launch into this ministry. And uh, he said, now I want you to call it Chariots of Light. And he gave me Philippians chapter 2, where we are to go into a dark and polluted world, shining as lights. Amen. That's where the name came from, Chariots of Light. He gave me the logo, gave me uh, uh, what, what to put on it and so forth. Come home, gave it to the art department. They began to work on it. And little did we know in those early days that it would reach the level that it has reached today. You know, we started out just as uh, uh, guys that worked in my ministry, Uh, myself, Rodney, uh, my son-in-law, and uh, three or four other guys that rode motorcycles. We just did it, first of all, as just a way to fellowship, go have a breakfast run. And as we did that, we had an opportunity, seemed like every time we went out, an opportunity to minister to somebody. Those bikes attracted people. A quarter, over a quarter of a million people have come to Christ just because of the Chariots of Light motorcycle ministry. That, that doesn't include any of my overseas meetings, campaigns, crusades, whatever you want to call them, or any of my church meetings here in America, other than when we uh, set it up as a church tour for Chariots of Light. But this is mostly one-on-one evangelism. Amen. And those of you that are members, you know that We've, we've said from the beginning, to be a member of Chariots of Light, number one, you have to have a passion for God. Number two, you have to have a passion for souls. And then number three, a passion for motorcycles. And we keep it in that order. We never allow the passion for motorcycles to become first. Amen. The motorcycle is just a tool to get us there. Hallelujah. Amen. And what a great tool it is. And now, praise God, I get to ride motorcycles all over the world. We got chapters in South Africa, got chapters in Australia. 
I've, I've got to ride all over the world. I've ridden through the, the Italian Alps. That is some fun, hallelujah. I went to Ducati in Italy and they gave me a VIP tour of the plant. And afterwards they said, would you like to ride one of our Ducatis? I said, is the Pope Catholic? Of course, they understand that in Italy. And uh, I said, yes, I'd like to ride one of your new Ducatis. And they allowed me to take a new Ducati out and ride through the Italian Alps. And when I got back, uh, the following week, we were going to the Ferrari plant. And so uh, I didn't get the VIP tour, but I did get to see a little bit of the Ferrari plant. And I told the guy who showed me around, I said, uh, I was at Ducati last week and they let me ride a new Ducati. Are you going to let me drive a new Ferrari? They said, no. <laughs> but then the following year, I went back and did an Italian tour. I preached in several different cities. And one of the churches that I was in, uh, a man who is an executive with Ferrari, heard that I had been there the year before and, and didn't get to drive a Ferrari. So he said, when I got there, uh, would you like to come and have a VIP tour of the Ferrari plant? I said, yes, sir, I would. He said, well, you'll be my guest. So we had several guys that went with us and we got to tour the Ferrari plant. And then afterwards he said, now, I understand that when you were here last year, you didn't get to drive a Ferrari, but I've arranged for you to do that this year. Not only that, he said, I have assigned to you a Formula One race driver. And he said, uh, uh, we've got the Ferrari sitting out in front and uh, the one that you're going to drive and uh, he's going to be your host. And so when I got in, we introduced ourselves and, and I got in the car and he said, no, you're driving. I'm not, I'm not driving, you're driving. And uh, he said, now let me ask you a question. Would you like to go to our test track and drive it? Or would you like to go to the back country and drive it? I said, what would you recommend being a Formula One race driver? He said, the back country. I said, let's go to the back country. And so he said, all right, I'll tell you how to get out there. So we drove out away from the city. And he said, now, uh, a short distance from here, uh, there is a roundabout. And there's not much traffic out there. And he said, this is where you can see what this car will do. He said, now, I want you to go around the roundabout. And I went around it. He said, next time, faster. I went a little faster. He said, faster. I went around it again. He said, faster. Man, I'm going around this roundabout and this car is hugging the, the track. I mean, it, it was effortless. And he said, now when we come back to this other side, there's a straightaway and I want you to punch it. Go for it. That's what I wanted to hear. Hallelujah. <laughs> And boy, when we got on that straightaway, I got that Ferrari up to 180 miles an hour. 180 miles an hour. Go ahead and touch me, Billy. It'll be all right. Praise God. I couldn't wipe the smile off my face for three weeks after I got home. And, and when I got back to the plant, the guys that went with me, Tony and uh, the pastor, uh, um, uh, Mauro Gigenti, and uh, some, let's see, John Ben Dixon from South Africa, they were all standing there waiting for me to get back. They saw the smile on my face and they knew I had had a good time, praise God. That's the favor of God, I say. I say, that's the favor of God, amen? Amen. 
Now, what that has to do with my sermon, I have no idea, but I just wanted to tell you that, praise God. Amen. No, what I'm saying is the glory of the Lord shining on us becomes an attraction. Amen. Becomes an attraction. That's, that's why we use the motorcycles because the bikes themselves become an attraction. We're always drawing people. Every time we stop uh, to, to refuel or to stop to get something to eat, there's always somebody coming and looking at the bikes. And of course, we're all got our vest on and eventually uh, we're in uh, 7-Elevens or convenience stores or cafes and you'll see some of the guys over there and people got their heads bowed and they're leading them to the Lord, praise God. Amen. But it all started because of the motorcycle. It attracted them. God wants us to be people who attract others. That's why he put his glory on us. Amen. People can tell when God's doing something in your life. People can tell when the, you're experiencing the goodness of God. Amen. You got that silly grin. Amen. You just can't wipe it off when you know that, that God has been doing some good things for you and uh, God's been doing the miraculous for you. God has given you turnarounds and breakthroughs. You just can't wipe the smile off your face. Amen. And you to be amazed at how many people are attracted to just a smile because a lot of people never see a smile in their own homes. Amen. Amen. We're living in a crazy world today. Yeah. Amen. A lot of people never hear a kind word. Uh, a lot of people never hear anybody speak well of them or stop and take a few moments to even talk to them, you know, and then offer to pray for them. A lot of people are shocked that you'd offer to pray for them. That's the reason the glory of the Lord will be seen upon us. It will be used as an attraction. And I believe God is about to intensify that. Amen. He's going to intensify it. Why? Because we're running out of time. The, the time limit on this planet is, is rapidly coming to a close. Jesus is coming soon. You believe that? Praise God. Well, he wants every person to have an opportunity to hear the truth and come into the knowledge of the truth. And that's where you and I come in. So notice here once again, darkness will cover the earth and gross darkness to people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And once again, Jesus said, let your light so shine among men. The apostle Paul tells us, and this is the foundation of our church light ministry in Philippians chapter two, verse 15, you all know it, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world. And I don't think that is a suggestion. I believe that is a command of the Lord that we are to shine as lights in the world. Amen. It's God's command for us to align ourselves with his ultimate goal. And that is bring as many people to heaven as we can possibly bring. Praise God. Heaven was created for men. Amen. And God wants the place full. Hallelujah. And apparently it's not quite full yet because this planet has not seen its last days yet. It's rapidly approaching it, but there's still room for more. 
In fact, there's another quarter of a million people going to Christ because of chariots of, or going to heaven because of chariots of light. And do you realize that many of those people may have never heard the gospel had it not been for chariots of light? For these passionate, faithful people that go into these outreaches? You know, a lot of these places that, uh, that we send the teams to, uh, they're, they're certainly not Christian oriented. Some of them are, no, my Lord, you talk about perversion. Some are, sometimes you have to walk around with your hands over your eyes, you know, I mean, there's just perversion. It's, it's everything goes, you know, it, that's why I'm, the Bible says it's a crooked and a perverted world. Another translation says a polluted society. Right. Amen. Amen. And a lot of those people would have never heard the truth had it not been for people like the chariots of light going into them right. and going to minister to them. Brother Copeland said one time that this is one of the last days ministries, talking about chariots of light. It's one of the last days ministries. Amen. Amen. I'm privileged to know that God considers us valuable to him. Can you say amen? amen? Look at your neighbor and say, you're valuable to God. You're a chariots of light. Hallelujah. Amen. So this is what we were created for. We were created for his glory to shine upon us and to shine through us. Say this with me. I was created for God's glory to shine on me and to shine through me. Can you say amen? amen? The perverted and crooked world needs our witness more so now than it ever has before. Isaiah 43, 7. Everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. Notice we were created for his glory. Not only does that mean, I believe it's a twofold application. Not only does it mean we were created to experience his glory, but it's also meaning that we were created to be vessels of his glory, Amen. instruments of his glory. Amen. 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 We were created for his glory. We were created to bring him glory. We were created to experience his glory and we were created to be instruments of his glory. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 38 verse 23 says, thus will I magnify myself and sanctify myself and I will be known. This is God speaking. I will be known in the eyes of many nations, and they shall know that I am the Lord. And how's that all going to come about? Through us, through his people. We are the instruments to show forth his glory. Ezekiel chapter 37 and verse 14, God tells us how he's going to do that. I will fill you with my spirit. I will fill you with my spirit. I shall put my spirit in you. Amen. And, and you do know that God didn't put his spirit in us. He didn't baptize us in the Holy Ghost just so we could call ourselves Pentecostal. That's right. It's a whole, much, whole lot deeper revelation there. The Bible says from Jesus himself in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, he says, you shall receive power after which the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses. That's the reason why God filled us with his spirit. He wanted to fill us with his power. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, then you're filled with power. 
Say that with me. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I'm filled with his power. Say it again. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I'm filled with his power. I like what I heard Brother Copeland say back there in the early days when, when I first started traveling with him, working with him. He was preaching a message about the Holy Spirit. And he said, when God filled you and I with the Holy Spirit, we became wall-to-wall -wall Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. You heard the phrase wall-to-wall -wall carpet. Well, I'm wall-to-wall -wall Holy Ghost. And then he said this, the reason a lot of people can't stand when you lay hands on them, because there's only a skin's difference between you and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Wow, that's amazing, isn't it? Only a skin's difference away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let, get your hand on somebody right now. Amen. There's only a skin's difference between you and the Holy Ghost and power. Hallelujah. That's the reason the Bible says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Not they might, not hopefully. They will. They shall recover. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. Lay your hands on somebody around you again and say this. And in the name of Jesus, because I'm filled with the Holy Spirit and power, and God told me to lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. If you have any sickness or any disease in your body right now, I believe by the laying on of my hands and by the anointing of God that resides within me, you are receiving your healing right now. And give the Lord a shout, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. He said, you shall be my witnesses. A witness implies those whose lives and actions testify to having experienced that he's alive. Amen. I'm a witness that he's alive. I like what T.L. Osborne used to say at the end of every crusade. If Jesus is indeed alive today, then let him do now what he did before they crucified him. And boy, the miracles would begin to happen. I love that. If Jesus is indeed alive, then let him do now today what he did before they crucified him. Well, what did he do before they crucified him? Acts 10, 38, he went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed to the devil, for God was with him, hallelujah. Amen? We are witnesses that he's alive. Hallelujah. How many of you know for a fact he's alive? Say, my Jesus is alive, hallelujah. Say it again, my Jesus is alive. I'm a witness to that fact. Amen. Praise God. Well, let's begin saying that in our church services. If Jesus is indeed alive, then let him do right now what he did before they crucified him. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to lift my hands right now and say, I receive that. I receive that. Praise God. What if something you are doing or not doing is limiting God's power in your life? You can break free from the unseen limits holding you back and begin to experience the life you are created to live. 
In today's special Unlimited God Package, you'll receive Jerry's revealing three-part CD series, Making Room for His Glory, and Jerry's inspiring book, No Boundaries. In this special offer, you'll discover the vital steps you must take for God's glory to manifest and how you can rise above every adversity. Your faith will increase as Jerry teaches you how the undeniable presence of God will empower you to live victoriously. Don't wait. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Unlimited God Special Package. You have been created to live life more abundantly. Now is the time to dream bigger, go further, and receive more of God's blessings than ever before. Let me remind you of our special resource package this week. Three CDs entitled Making Room for His Glory. You know, there are certain things that the Bible teaches us that are like prerequisites for experiencing the glory of God. It doesn't just happen automatically. You have to be hungry for it. Are you hungry today? Are you hungry for His presence? Are you hungry for His power? Are you hungry to see more and more the goodness of God? So we talk about these things in this special CD series entitled, once again, Making Room for His Glory. And then my book entitled, No Boundaries. The glory of God has no limits. The glory of God can manifest in your life just as much as it can anyone else. I'm experiencing it and you can experience it as well. So if you'd like to have these special uh, materials, please place your order right now. Go online, jerrysavelle.org, or their information is on the screen so that you can order the CD series and the book. Praise God. Now, let me uh, uh, share something with you real quick uh, before we go off the air. Some testimonies that are really exciting. Here's one from David. He said, I called your ministry to sow, to give an offering today, and I received almost immediate increase. I had to call back and make another donation because this immediate increase is exciting and I want to see it continue to happen in my life. David, I rejoice with you. That's exciting. And I know what you're talking about. I've experienced the same thing. Here's one from Joyce. It says, uh, a couple of days I had prayed in, a couple of days ago I called in for prayer for my back and I just wanted you to know that it is completely healed and I'm rejoicing in the Lord. Here's one from Gail. Uh, she has a son that was not saved, not experiencing the goodness of God in his life. He's 42 years old and she gave him some of my materials. He read them, learned what the word says and praise God, he's now serving God. Gail, I rejoice with you. And then here's one from Eric, a healing. He said, after the Southwest Believers Convention that was done back in August of 2019, he said, I returned to the doctor for further testing uh, because I had a bad report before the conference and there was nothing on the report, no gross, no, no, no cancer. It was all gone and praise God, I'm rejoicing. Garrick, we are rejoicing with you and praise God. God is no respecter of persons. If you need healing today, if you have a lost loved one, then praise God, he will do the same for you that he's done for these people. And also, before we leave the air, I just want to say Merry Christmas to everyone. Happy New Year. It's just around the corner. And I want you to say happy birthday to me. December the 24th, 
I'll be 73 years old and I am looking forward to it. I look forward to getting older. My wife says, you're a strange bird. I look forward to getting older because the best is yet to come. God bless each and every one of you. Join me again next week and I declare unto you that your faith will overcome the world.